What's up, everybody? It's Friday. Friday! It's Friday! <laughs> oh, I made myself laugh. That's good. That's good. What's going on? Oh, man. I'm in a goofy mood today. Writer's Black really messes with you, you know? You got to do things. You got to do things that are like, uh, I don't know, out of the norm, I guess. I don't normally run around the house going, it's Friday, but maybe I should. <laughs> Howie Spangler, Tales from the Green Room. This is going to be episode 66, I think. Let me verify. I just want to, you know, I don't want to lead you astray. Uh, yeah, this is going to be episode 66. Holy crap. Um, what's going on? How you feeling? Hope everybody's doing great. We made it to the weekend. Um, what's uh, what's going on in your life? Hit me up in the, on the Instagram uh, in the DM. So I got, um, I asked a lot of you to, uh, I asked you all to send me some, some voicemails with questions or concerns. You know, you need some advice. What, what, what should I be talking about? on the pod here and uh, a lot of you send in some stuff and uh, we're going to go over that today um, after today's topic which today I'm going to talk about writer's block Um, this is something that affects me constantly to be honest and it's super frustrating it's super stressful being uh, you know living the creative life taking the creative path it's probably the worst thing that can happen because you know it's you're inhibited you're you're not doing the thing that you know, puts food in your family's face and things like that, you know? So, um, it's, uh, yeah, I kind of want to get into it a little bit and then you can send me your thoughts in the Instagram DM, Howie Spangler, you know? Um, cool. Uh, check out the Ballyhoo shows coming up. I mentioned those on the last podcast. Um, nothing's changed. Uh, ballyhoorocks.com slash tour. A lot of, a lot of shows coming up. So uh, check that out. And um, I updated the Tales Pod playlist at Spotify. If you're not following that, please give that a follow. We're around 122 followers, I think, right now. Um, but I'm, I like to, I'm trying to keep it updated every Friday, a uh, weekly basis, with uh, either new songs for bands that I'm into or, um, you know, because I like to feature that new stuff. I love, I love when new music comes out and, and it's something that I'm into. Um, and even like old songs uh, from bands that I love that maybe you haven't heard or maybe you haven't heard in a long time. Um, sometimes it's nice to go back and uh, I don't know, I just uh, maybe you'll enjoy what I enjoy. So check that out, Spotify, Tales Pod, the Tales Pod playlist. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, all right, let's let's get into it. Why not? Shall we? Alrighty then. So today we're going to talk about writer's block. Um, so this is something that like, I remember feeling this like a lot, like after the Cheers album, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but like we did the Cheers record and I, I feel like all the songs from that era and back, Do It For The Money, 365, just everything we were doing up until the Daydreams record. 2011 or so I feel like everything just sort of stopped for me creatively not not completely stopped but like just uh 
like I felt like the juices weren't flowing as much as they used to. Like it got to the point where I started, you know, I would I would have songs and riffs. I have riffs and melodies, you know, forever, you know, for days. And that I feel like I, I hope that keeps going, but I feel like that'll never stop. Like I always seem to pull out new melodies and things. But lyrically, I don't know if it's something that I feel like I just think way too much about, and it's probably part of it. Um, but uh, maybe it's me thinking that it needs to be perfect or something, because um, a lot of times I'll, I'll write things down, and I'll try different things. Like I used to write in a pad, you know, I'd, I have a bunch of pads, and I'll just write, you know, with a pen and paper. Um, I would write at work when I was working a lot. Um, you know, uh, and then I switched over. I would type on the phone, you know, and and then like when the iPad, uh, the Apple Pencil came out, I got that and I started writing in that and that worked. You know, so it's like it, uh, when I find like different mediums, uh, sometimes I, there's this little spark of creativity that happens. It's kind of like when I, when I go to like a, a friend's house or another studio or something and there's an acoustic guitar in the corner. Um, and I'll just pick it up, start strumming, and I'll end up like coming up with some riff or, or some idea that you know I wouldn't have at home. Maybe uh, it's it's kind of weird how that happens. Um, I used to write a lot after sex. Um, uh, I don't know that <laughs> it was. I would there was like this after you know the release. There's this whole like uh, moment of clarity. <laughs> Um, and I, I don't know, I would get inspired. Um, I re- definitely wrote several songs that way. Um, and I haven't done that in a while. I don't, I don't know. Um, and uh, I, I guess it's, it's not that the sex wasn't inspirational. I mean, it, it is every time, babe, I swear. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's just I, for whatever reason, I get in my own head and I just I, I can't nothing comes out. And I think a lot of it, like I said before, was has to do with me uh, thinking way too much about it and wanting it to be perfect and thinking that I have to live up to a certain standard that we've created for ourselves musically. Um, you know, we've got these songs that are killing it on the charts, the Spotify charts, you know, like mixtape and uh, girls and Sam wrong and Cali girl and, um, blaze this weed and like you don't think that that's gonna happen you don't know that that's gonna happen like you hope that like you're gonna get songs that are gonna get a bunch of streams people are gonna dig it but you don't know when you're writing it you just do the best you can to to make a cool song and um you know maybe people listen to it and those songs happen to get put on some spotify editorial playlist which really helps gets a lot of looks that way um you know, a song like Walk Away, that's our biggest song ever. It's got, it's just under 17 mil right now. Just as Spotify, you know, there's also Apple and the other the other places. But, um, so, you know, that, it just happens. And we just, I guess I started thinking about, like, man, I, like, I really hope that this thing I'm working on right now, this could be one of those in that top five on Spotify. Millions of streams and everything. Um, and I think there's maybe some sub, some subconscious thing that it like I just trash everything that I'm doing, you know, uh, 
And I'm trying to get over that. And like, there was definitely a few times in the in the detonate sessions when I was writing um, that I didn't really care what. Okay, so maybe I think that. See, this is me working it all out right now. I'm talking. See, I don't. I think about this stuff, but then it just it passes, you know, because there's something else going on. And here I am. I'm doing this this pod episode. And now I'm talking it out. So it's like, you're hearing me think out loud right now. <laughs> this is what's happening. So uh, things might not make sense. And I might go back on a lot of things, you know. I don't have like a official, this isn't official yet. The official thought, right? Um, so uh, yeah, I think maybe I, I'm wondering like, what are people going to think about this? What are they going to think about what I'm saying? Is this too dark? Is this too heavy? Is this going to bum people out? Um, you know, is this, should I not write about partying? Should I um, stop writing about girls and relationships and love songs? Like, but that's, that's where I come from. Like, I've always written a lot of like love songs. I mean, John Feldman, just about every song he's written for Goldfinger is a love song. And that's suited him pretty well. I'm drinking my coffee here out of my uh, my Ninja Turtles cup. Um, you know, so... Uh, okay, so yeah, maybe it's me thinking, overthinking it, and just, you know, I need to just let go. I need to not let that shit bother me. In the past, I've had band members or management tell me, like, Ah, you need to rewrite that. You need to change that. And it pisses me off so much. It makes me so fucking mad because, you know, it's like I put a lot of time into this stuff. And, um, you know, it, it, it means a lot to me. And it's, it becomes my baby and I put it out there. And when I'm working on demos and things, I'm sending things out. We go to record. And then it's like I'm in the booth and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't like that. You know, that's super frustrating and you know there's been times where i'm just like telling people to fuck off this is it you know and then there's other times like all right i'll rewrite that shit whatever fuck you guys you know um and the songs they didn't you know it's not like the songs are the songs still turned out good i think the melodies were there and and the song structure was there and everything it's not necessarily what i wanted to talk about i had a song uh that i'd written for the girls album um that I think I mentioned this before, but it was it was originally about my parents breaking up when I was a kid um, and getting a divorce. And it wasn't so much about them, but it was about the uh, the experience of what it would be like to be on like in that, like being uh, the husband or the father in that relationship, and all the crazy things that happened. Because you hear all these horror stories uh, from men, like uh, that's why they have divorce for men. Because uh, a lot of times the wife will get super crazy and take and greedy and overstep and think she's entitled to a lot of things that she may not be and the the husband has to suffer, you know, and that could be with the kids, with custody, and even though he's a good father, you know, stuff like that. And that shit has always scared me. Um, and uh, so, I don't know, I just wrote about what that might be like and um, I know some people that have gone through that aside from my parents. And I went through it as, Donald and I went through it as kids, and it was awful. It was a nightmare, you know, because our parents were pretty immature. Um, 
about that stuff. They were in their, you know, late 20s and like early 30s. It took like four years for them once they got separated to get married or to get divorced. Um, so there was like this four year stretch of just like, ugh, just awful. I mean, it started when I was eight, ended when I was 12, roughly. And um, so that's a long time to kind of be bouncing back and forth and kind of being in the middle and they're like using each other and using us as leverage and just stupid, you know? So that kind of shit scares me. And I just thought this would be something interesting to write about and it would, it would hit home with people that were involved. So uh, I got told that I need, I need to rewrite that. And it really frustrated me because I felt like this is what I want to say. This is real. This is something that happens to people. Like our band has become known to be like this, uh, you know, sunny beach band. Like we're gonna go out on the boat. We're gonna fucking have a party. And I got my toes in the sand. And that's fucking great. I love that. I love that so much. But um, maybe we painted ourselves into a corner in that way. Sometimes I feel like that. Like. So you're telling me I can't write punk rock songs, I can't write uh, songs about heavy shit because it's, it, it's not the vibe. It's not the thing, the image that we've been portraying. And all our visuals, all our imagery is very colorful and, you know, palm trees and, you know, we've had a palm tree in our logo for years. And I love pushing that because it's, the whole idea is about escape, but it's not always fun and games and harmony all the time, you know? And I can take I can take a shitty subject and make it sound happy. I can totally do that, you know? Um, self-deprecation, like, uh, you know, whatever. I can make it sound. I, I wrote a song about how I got my car repossessed and I couldn't pay my bills because I was a big piece of shit back in the early 2000s, you know? Like, but it sounds happy. Like, I can do that. I'm totally capable. And that dynamic has worked out great. But, um... You know, so I, I guess I write things and I start thinking all this shit. Like, think people are like, oh, that's too heavy, that's too dark. And, and it makes me feel like, okay, I can't, I don't know where else to go with this then. Because to me, this is what it's supposed to be. And I'm being told that this is not the way to go. So what now? I'm at a stalemate creatively. Like, I get stifled and I hate that, you know? I'm sure you can understand this. So I don't know, maybe there's maybe there's something to this. I understand that we have this whole vibe, you know, but I tr- like I want to write things from from the heart, the real shit. And even you know, I always go back to the girls album because we, we had um it was our biggest release to date, like as far as the rollout and everything. It did really well and I'm very proud of it. Um, a lot of the songs were about, you know, girls or partying. That's why we call it girls. Um, and it, it, you know, heartbreak and things like that. And, and like, um, we got a little pushback from some fans, not most of it, just a few. I saw like, ah, it doesn't feel like it's from the heart. And that's, that's frustrating because it was, and we worked really hard on it for a long time. Um, but I understand what, what was being said like I understand what you mean when you say that like you didn't feel like it didn't connect with you it and that's okay you know and I want the stuff to connect sometimes it won't sometimes it might fall flat for you um but it connected with a lot of other people that's great you know it's just music is subjective like that and 
So I think about all that stuff, and it's like I never want to like write anything that's like I never force myself to write anything. It just it just is what it is, you know. And there were those couple of times where I, I rewrote lyrics, and those you know were I guess from the heart, and you know it was like a I don't know I was writing like Gone Girl is was the song. Uh, on girls that was originally about my parents and, and like kind of like the divorce situation and how it affects kids and affects like the the husband and stuff and so i i was told to rewrite that and we changed it to um uh the song about meeting a girl at a bar and like you got a crush on her and she you're hanging for a few months and then she just t- splits you know she ghosts you know, and you guys all bummed out. So it's like I write a lot of shit about insecurity and things. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. So I guess all of those things affect me when I'm writing. And but it, to go back, it was it, it was even before that. Um, you know, I like after the Cheers record, our third record. I felt like all the songs came together really well, and like. Some of that stuff we jammed out live on stage. We had we had this uh, weekly weekly acoustic gig um, at uh, this bar down the street in our hometown. We every Thursday night we'd crush it. Just girls everywhere, people hanging out, people getting drunk. Like we were having a great time. Um, and we would I don't know I just I'd have these ideas and we kind of worked them out on stage. I remember the struggle, which became one of our biggest songs. It's not so much anymore since the newer stuff's been out, but like. For a good five or six years, that song was like crushing on Pandora and everything. <clears throat> We'd play it every night. Um, but I remember in the beginning, nobody liked that song. It was just like whatever. And because there wasn't much to it, I didn't really have a big chorus on it yet. Like there wasn't, I don't know, it just felt kind of boring. And every week we'd work it out. And then finally we get to the, um, to the studio and it is what it is now. But, uh, you know, so I felt like that record came together really organically and really well. And then so Daydreams, I had um, a bunch of ideas. We had a bunch of like, I think we started with like 20 or 25 uh, songs and ideas. <clears throat> so there was stuff that was like front to back. And then there was like things that were just a chorus or just a verse or just a melody idea or just a riff. And um, some of the stuff we, we would jam out in the studio for a few days before we started tracking. Um, and we ended up with, I think I think there's 12 songs on that record. And... Uh, it it is like our biggest album, you know. Um, but so uh, working with, I ended up working with Greg Shields from Cashed Out. He's in Cashed Out now. Um, we became friends in 2010. Uh, did a couple songs together. Just just kind of demoed some songs to see kind of what how we would work together. And um, ended up. Uh, I mean, Greg co-wrote Walk Away With Me. He co-wrote, um, oh man, uh, I think maybe Anti, no, not Antisocial, uh, Diamonds maybe. Um, maybe Ricochet a little bit. Like there's a lot of songs on, on that record that he would throw me ideas. He would do a verse or I would write the verse and he would like come in and change a line, like stuff like that. Or like a melody melody stuff like vocally i remember last night the the hook on that sounded completely different than it does now um when i did it like i thought it was it was good but like he heard something else and we kind of messed with it and it 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 became what it is now but like stuff like that he really helped with 
And uh, so, and then we did that record. And then, oh yeah, so I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember feeling the writer's block um, in, during that session, which is why I had him help out a lot. And uh, one day I had a, I was like, yo, let me hit that weed. And uh, most of y'all know I don't smoke weed that very, very often. Um, so I, I hit this vape pen and I wrote two songs. I, w- I sat there for like two hours in the back and I wrote two songs. It's like anything you can do to, to get the idea, find the inspiration, get it done, right? Um, and uh, so I did that. And then uh, I guess like two years later, we're, we're back at the same spot. We're working with Greg and Mike again. We're recording Pineapple Grenade. And same thing, except it was worse this time. Like, I just couldn't, the songs weren't coming out. Like, the melodies and the music were there, but the words, you know, the words weren't there. And it was so frustrating. Very stressful. Very stressful. And, like, so I did the, I was like, all right, yo, let me hit that weed again. <laughs> so I hit the vape pen, hit the vape pen again. And um, instead of writing two songs, I was passed out. I passed out for like two hours in the back. I just fell asleep. So that was totally counterproductive. Um, you know, it. We got it done. Again, that that was another like we had twenty, twenty five ideas or so. Um, a few songs that were finished. Um, you know, but it was just. It, it becomes very stressful because especially back then we were on the clock like. Like even then, I say on the clock, but like back in the first couple of records, you were on the clock because recording was expensive. We didn't have our own spot. Like, um, you know, we would go for like a few hours, and then two months later, we go for a few more hours on a Tuesday. You know, bef- you know, trying to get everybody together for work. You know, when that wasn't working and um, stuff like that. It was a lot harder to make a record um, just because of the time. Uh, but when we did Daydreams and Pineapple Grenade, those birds are going off today. Um, it was uh, it was really nice because if you did get frustrated, you could walk away for an hour or two and you didn't feel like you were eating up the clock and, and wasting time. And there wasn't this feeling of like, oh, God, I got to get this done. You know, we would block off two or three weeks and just be in there every day for 12 hours. Um, and, uh, of course, by the last few days, you're thinking like, oh, my God, this isn't going to get finished. We're not going to have time. And we, we made it happen. We, we made Daydreams and Pineapple Grenade in less than three weeks. We did Girls in two weeks. Um, we did Detonate in eight days. Like... I don't know what it is. Like we somehow seem to be able to pull it together and just make it happen. Um, and it's been, I guess, under pressure. And uh, I don't know. The the, the the responses are always great and the, the numbers are good. So something's working with that workflow, you know. Um, but uh, so with Detonate, um, I say we did in eight days. It, it was the drums, bass, and I think most of the guitars. It was just like all the rhythms and everything. After that tour with uh, Fortunate Youth last spring, I, I came home to my studio and I did all the vocals and any extra guitar stuff or layering stuff, you know, editing, things like that. Um, 
I did that here, uh, but <clears throat> the core of it was done in about eight days. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to, I remember like trying to write, I, I think I finished a song or two before we left for that tour last spring, 2018. And then on the tour, the tour was like seven weeks. And I remember thinking like, all right, I got to write lyrics. You know, I'm going to bring these songs with me. I'm going to have the MP3s going in my, in my head all day long. Some headphones, pad of paper, iPad, typing on the phone, whatever I got to do. And I didn't really write anything. Like, it was like super stressful. Um, and so uh, I guess um, it, it was like right up until... I remember I had to do like four songs. I had to sing four songs and they didn't have lyrics yet. Like a f just a few days before our deadline of getting the stuff to Mike to start mixing. And um, that was really stressful for me. And I remember I called Greg. I, me and Greg did a FaceTime session. Uh, I hit him up. We're in our studios and... He's, he's, he's fucking Greg. He's sitting there smoking some weed, just working it out. And, you know, I'm, I'm singing stuff to him. I'm playing stuff for him. Send him the files, you know. And uh, we're just going back and forth. And he, he pitched me a few lyrics and maybe a melody here and there. I remember we worked on uh, uh, Can't Hardly Wait and Mind Over Matter together. Those are the two songs that he um, contributed to lyrically. Um, and... Uh, you know, I just had to force myself, you know, and we were going to work the next day. We we're going to work on two more songs, but I ended up just doing it <clears throat> and working until the late. Oh, my God. It was like three, four in the morning when I got done. And then I sent everything to Mike the next day. It, it's just like working like that is it's like um, stressful, but I kind of like the pressure in a way. Um, but then when something like that goes down and then you can't deliver, that's when I get really down on myself. And um, you just want to, I don't know, I just want to throw things. Um, it's just like, uh, you know, I this is what I do for a living. I've been doing this for a long time. I built this thing. And, you know, when I can't do the thing that I'm supposed to do, you know, people get fired for that kind of stuff in normal jobs. Um Oh, dude, coffee is life, isn't it? Isn't it life? Um, decaf is just brown sadness water. I, st I stole that from something. I didn't make that up. But you can have it. Now for the section where we pay the bills. And now, back to the podcast. So here I am. I'm, I'm working on, I'm trying to write this new record. We have a song. I just submitted the... Uh, the detonate, I mean, not detonate, a uh, renegade song with uh, Ted from Pacifier. He, he sings on it. Um, I just submitted all that with art and everything uh, yesterday. And it's uh, going to be coming out May 31st. And like, that's it. Like, I, we recorded all this stuff at the Pepper Studio, Conatown, in February, and we did nine songs. And Renegade was one of those. And so there's eight songs that, like, I've really done nothing with. There's, there's, I think there's 
there's like two songs that I've recorded vocals for other than Renegade. Um, one I think is finished just because I wrote that like 10 years ago and I just already had the lyrics. This other one, I'm kind of sitting on it again because I'm not totally sold on it yet. And also I want to get uh, another feature on it. I'm trying to get a lot of features on this new stuff. And it's not just because I can't write lyrics lately. <laughs> it's because I just thought it'd be fun to have some people on. We don't really ever do that. So um, I uh, I don't know. So And then yesterday I'm, I'm messing around. I've got this whole beachside project that um, it's called it's called Beachside that I've been pushing for a while on and off. Still haven't released any music for it yet um, because I'm still kind of struggling with like what I want it to be. Like it's not going to sound like Ballyhoo. Like I don't want it to be. I think it's weird when like bands will take a do a side project and then it just sounds like the main band. It's weird to me. Um, <clears throat> so I'm trying to take other types of music that I'm interested in and kind of turn it into something I don't know different. So heavy production, acoustic guitars, you know, I don't know. I was thinking like it'd be cool to be like a Jack Johnson meets, I don't know, Post Malone or something. I don't know, something cool like that, like something with a cool beat, but then like surfy kind of guitar and vocals. I don't know. We'll see. Let me know what you think of that. Um, (laughs) And uh, so... I'm working on this thing yesterday and I was all excited and then I had to do the whole dad thing and dinner and school and t-ball and get the kids ready for bed and then by the time I get back down here it's like the ship has sailed you know um like I recorded it and but then it not turning out as well as I hoped you know I just saved it closed it down went upstairs that, that kind of thing like you got to step away. You can't like, if you're not on some crazy ass deadline, you got to like step away and not, you know, run yourself into the ground. Um, because it's just not, you're not going to get great results. It's good to just like throw it down there. Okay. Whatever. That might suck. You just walk away. Um, I haven't, I haven't opened it up yet today. I'm, when this is done, I'm going to check it out. But, um, I don't know. Hopefully it'll turn out to be something cool. And what the thing I was working on was going to be the, for this beat, like the first release for this beachside thing. You know, I just want to get a feel and see where I want to take it. But, um, so yeah, so, uh, Megan, thanks for the, the tip, by the way. She said I should go outside and, um, with my shoes off and just stand there on top of Mother Earth, you know, just take it in. She said there's something very, uh, spiritual about it, something that just, just works for her. And um, I love that idea because I don't really ever do that, you know. I'm in my bare feet like all day. Like this is one of the best things about having your own business and working from home. You know, you don't have to get dressed. Like I take showers like every two days. <laughs> You'll catch no shower Howard a lot of times. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I haven't really done that. Like just kind of stand there in the grass, you know. We don't have any animals, so I don't, I don't go for walks or anything. Um I don't know, so I'm, I'm going to do that. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate that. Um, you know, but then I try to listen to other music. I sometimes I get, st- I feel like on the guitar, like I get stuck in this box. Like I just do the same things I've been doing, and you know, things like that. Um, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. It's just, uh, I just kind of wanted to put it out there and see. Like, do you all feel like this at times? Like. 
some of you might not be living, you know, on the creative type side of life, but just in your life in general, you feel like out of focus, um, completely just not in tune. Do you feel fuzzy? Do you feel like you forget things? Like you're not, you just can't stay driven. Like those are the types of feelings that I feel a lot of times. Um, and I have to watch like inspirational videos and shit. Like I never thought I'd be doing that. Like I watch videos on YouTube about like, you know, getting out there and living your best life and being the best you could be and like just go for it, shit like that, you know. And I, I preach that shit too, you know. Um, I had someone, uh, someone message me saying that they, they opened their own. She opened her own shop um, here near where I live. She opened her own shop. It's a, a like a salon and um she listened to the podcast and the music and the message and she just got stoked and quit her job and started her own thing and that that is amazing to me that's that's amazing congrats alina on that it's so cool um i love hearing stuff like that like other a guy messaged me yesterday about how his his wife is thinking about starting a podcast um based on this uh, uh this sort of i think it's like an ailment or something that she has um she wants to talk about it um, and make it a more, get some awareness about it. I think that's amazing. Like, and they, they got the idea because of my, my podcast and the things that I'm doing. It's just, I love that. I love being to inspire people and make people feel something and want to do something that maybe, I don't know, they didn't think of before, didn't think they could do, you know, um, that kind of stuff is what drives me. And I really appreciate that hearing those stories. So please like, if you're getting any sort of value from this, let me know. I, I love to hear that stuff. It keeps me going as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I guess that's it about, uh, I don't know, about the, the writer's block. There's really not a whole lot to say about it. I just, you know, things are happening, things are coming, and I'm not going to stop. You know, I just got to put myself in a different situation or, you know, I don't know, just be, try some different things, you know, get some inspiration from somewhere else maybe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. So, uh, I, uh, I started this mailbag thing, and I uh, asked a lot of you guys to, uh, to send in some messages, some questions and things, and uh, we should probably get into it. Let me see. Let me, let me load this up here. I appreciate all the messages. All right, I got this cool little theme song that I made. Check it out. It's All right, here we go. Thanks, everybody, for uh, your submissions. Uh, hit me up on the Instagram, Howie Spangler. Send me a DM with a voicemail. You can hit the little microphone button there in the little field instead of, instead of typing, uh, and I might put it on the show and address your question or whatever. First one here is from uh, Steve underscore row 88. Let's see what you got to say. Yo, man. Um, so I'm always, always curious about, like, your equipment like rig rundown type stuff you know like what kind of i know you use kemper now but even that you know your guitars if you still use if you have any pedals that you're super into or you know i know you used to use mesa head and stuff like that just stuff like that um like i said your guitars and your at home rec recording or if you have any you know really beginner recording equipment advice stuff like that as well as things that I was thinking about, like what, what was your best gig? What was your most embarrassing moment on stage? 
Um, what's your worst gig that you guys remember? And this may have been answered previously, but I don't know, stuff like that I'm always thinking about, you know, when I'm listening to your music. All right, and he's got a follow-up here. What's this? Yo, and uh, <clears throat> if those topics were lame as fuck or you've already talked about them before, then disregard. And uh, yeah, I was just asking for a friend or something. Yeah. <laughs> asking for a friend. No worries, man. No worries at all. Uh, appreciate the, the questions. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot, lot going on in there. Um, yeah, gear. Um, <clears throat> for years, I was using the Mesa Boogie, uh, the triple rectifier. I, I bought it used in like 2006 and had the cab. And the cow was like 900 bucks. Um, so I used that for years. And then I, I kind of had to start getting a lot of repairs. And this was like 2016. So yeah, about 10 years after I bought it. And it had been, I think it was like a 90s model. Um, but uh, so I, we were going to go on stage at Janice Live. Uh, this might go with your question. This is a very embarrassing moment, actually, from on stage. Um we're about to go on stage at Janice Live. I'm, I'm painting the picture for you guys. We're going on stage at Janice Live, uh, St. Pete, Florida, right? There's like, I don't know, there's like 1,500 people there or something, or 1,800 people. It was ridiculous. We love playing that place. And we're, it's nighttime. We're, we're headlining. And there's... I don't know, there's a tree and it's got Christmas lights on it and it's not even Christmas and it's like, it's like September and it's just, it's warm. It's Florida. Like there's people, there are girls in sundresses and fucking dudes with pop collars and shit. And it's just like beer and people hanging out and like, it was just a, I don't know, it was just a cool setting, right? And we did the big intro song and we're about to walk on stage and my guitar amp doesn't turn on. So, and this was a time when Alex, our tour manager, he got um, kidney stones. And that day, like, we had to send him to the hospital like an hour before the set. And, of course, when we do that, everything goes wrong because he keeps shit running for us. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we're about to go on stage. The guitar amp doesn't go on. So, like, 40 minutes later, dude, 40 minutes later, we're supposed to be playing already. Finally, like, I walk out there. And everybody starts cheering and shit. <laughs> but it's like, it's totally moot. There's nothing happening. I'm just walking. I'm trying to fix it, whatever. I think we were on tour with uh, Bumpin' Uglies and Brandon let me use his guitar stuff. And I was about to, um, I grabbed a stool from like the bar next door. I grabbed a stool and went out there. I was all pissed off. I slammed it down on the stage and I was going to get my acoustic, just do an acoustic set. And then they ended up throwing the other amp up there. And we just played this punk rock set for like 45 minutes. We had to be done because uh, the curfew. We're supposed to play, you know, 75 minutes, and we ended up playing for like 40, 45 minutes. So that was super frustrating. That was very um, uh, embarrassing and all that stuff. You know, you're supposed to look cool and go out there. Nah, it didn't happen. So the next day, I called my Mesa rep, and he said that he couldn't get me a, a, a good price on the new rig. And I'm like, well, what the fuck, right? Why do I even have a representation? So uh, went on, went on the online, went on the web, and uh, found the Kemper because Nick's uh, Nick, our bass player, he was like, "Yeah, like all the bands on Warp Tour use this. We just done Warp Tour that summer, and um, I heard it was amazing. It's a digital thing, and it's got all these tones, whatever, and it costs the same price as the Mesa that I was gonna buy. So I was like, "Fuck it, let's get it." 
let's get it. So we got it. And I'll never go back. I'll never go back to tubes. I don't care. I'm not a purist like that. Like shit was when I first got it, it was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. And it's still amazing. Um, you just put in your tones, you save them and you can just, you got them forever. I don't know. It's great. It just sounds great live. I don't even have to use a cabinet anymore. The stage is a lot cleaner. It's really nice. Um, and I play through a Telecaster. People are asking me why Telecaster versus a Strat. Um, I don't know. I used to play Strat for years and then I got a Telecaster for, as a gift from my dad in like t- 2003 or five, something like that. Um, and I was like, okay, that's cool. I don't need to go back to Strats. I don't know. I just like it. I like, I think it's, it's a little bit longer. The next a little longer and I'm big and I have long arms. So yeah, that's why. Uh, thank you, Steve, for the question. Um, let's see what else we got here. Jeez. Oh, whoops, wrong button. <laughs> uh, okay, this is from the, the Weirdo Podcast in St. Louis. Hey, Howie, this is Ken calling from the Weirdo SDL Podcast. Um, question one, would you guys and Ballyhoo ever consider doing an album of just your influences, you know, cover album? And... Two favorite taco. Ooh, favorite taco. Um, I make tacos a lot here at the house. Um, uh, so like every week, we're, there's like two taco nights usually. Uh, and I'm a fan of the soft shell. I'm not. I don't dig the the hard shell. Like we did that when I was a kid, you know. But I get that soft shell, and the softer the better, dude. The mission, uh, mission tortillas, so good. Um, but usually I'll do like pulled chicken. Or pulled pork sometimes, or you know, I'll do the traditional like the the beef taco um, with the taco mix. But um, I've been getting this uh, at Wise, the grocery store here. I think it's made by no, it's not Campbell's. It's uh, oh, I forgot the name of it. Oh damn, it's like some like authentic like Spanish uh, or Mexican. Uh... Anyway, it's this mix. It's like a, a Southwest style fajita kind of sauce. Um, and you throw it in the, once you have your meat all cooked up, you throw the sauce in the pan, let it boil for a second. You jump, dump the meat in, you stir it up, let it kind of simmer like that. Anyway, it tastes so good, dude. So we throw it on the, um, on the, uh, the tortilla. I cut up all the, the lettuce and the tomato and the onions for, I don't eat any of that shit. It's for Danielle. Um, cilantro, make the cilantro lime rice, uh, throw that on there. Some black beans, the, uh, on the border tortilla chips in that red bag, dude, the way the salt, the, like the salt to chip ratio. And then when you like the best part is when like you're eating and it all falls down out of the, uh, the wrap onto the plate with the chips and you use the chip to scoop it up and eat it like that. Oh God. So good. So good. So yeah, soft tacos, um, chicken, pork, beef, whatever, uh, with rice. I usually turn it into a burrito. It's always got rice and beans on it anyway. Um, so yeah, delicious and the hot sauce. We put the uh, the, the tapatio on there. Um, good stuff and a beer goes like a Pacifico or that new Corona familiar. Like so good. Uh, yeah, love it. Uh, as for the the album of covers, yeah, I mean we've talked about it. I think that'd be fun. Like, um, I can't see like really focusing on that for you know all at once of right now, but. I definitely like the idea of like recording covers here and there. We were talking about it recently about doing another cover just cause it's fun. And I don't know, 
kind of step outside of your your realm a little bit or, or bring a fun song into your world and, and make it yours. Like, I, I just love that. So I don't know if you have any ideas uh, what kind of cover songs we should do. Let me know um, if you think we could do a good good job. Uh, let's see. Where's all the... Oh, see, all this, these flags ones go away. Oh, here we go. This one is from Branch Toast. What's the story behind the title Ross Vader? Ross Vader. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks, Branch Toast. Um, Ross Vader was uh, originally... That was another song I was discussing in the pod here about um, uh, the having to rewrite lyrics because the, the, the boys weren't into it. Like this... Ross Vader was originally, the whole time to me, it sounded like a party song, like being at a party and drinking whiskey and hanging out with your, with your homies and just just getting crazy. And uh, they didn't like it. They thought it was cheesy. So I got mad, stormed off. <laughs> Luckily, Greg Shields was there to save the day. Greg Shields wrote that song. He wrote the lyrics. Came back the next day, and I'm just singing his lyrics. So those are not my lyrics. Those are Greg Shields' lyrics. I think the song turned out great. I'm very proud of it. Um, but what it ended up being was like, uh, it's kind of a like a hippie jam. It's just about saving the environment and trees and, you know, all that fun shit. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I don't normally write about that kind of stuff. But, but I believe in it, you know. So, um, yeah, of course, we want to save the earth and all that. And I thought it was, it'd be cool to call it, uh, the, the, the term Ross is like a big, um, like a Jamaican thing, a, a reggae, Rastafarian thing. Um, and to be honest, I can't tell you the history about that term, but uh, it's used a lot <clears throat> in that scene. So I thought it'd be fun to call the song Ross Vader because uh, Darth Vader was on the Death Star, which is a planet killer, right? So <laughs> see what I did? Ross Vader. So yeah, it's about the man killing the earth. So uh, yeah, hope that, hope that works for you. Thanks, French Toast. Uh, let's see. This one is uh, from Alana. She runs the uh, the Daily Dose of Ballyhoo account on Instagram. And like what it's about. That's really cool. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hi, Howie. My name is Alana Rocket. Um, I'm also the girl that runs the Daily Dose of Ballyhoo fan account. Um, and I wanted to say that your band is amazing and I love you guys and I love all that you do. Um, I do have a few questions for you that I've just kind of been wondering. Um, the first of all is any new words in a new album at all? Because uh, Or any new songs, any new singles, because that would be awesome. Another question that I've actually had for a really long time is um, about the song Meathead from the Daydreams album because that's one of my personal favorites and I've been listening to it for a really long time and I'm just wondering like what the inspiration for that song was and um, and like what it's about. That's really cool. <laughs> Thanks, Howie. <laughs> Thanks, Alana. Um, yeah, she runs the Daily Dose of Value account. It's, it's a fan account and she's, she's awesome. She's always putting up cool pictures of us and stuff and making little projects. Um, yeah, uh, so... New music definitely on the way. Um, Renegade's going to come out soon. We're going to have an official release, uh, you know, official uh, announcement of the release, hopefully next week. Um, and then, so hopefully that'll hold you guys over for a little bit. And then um, more to come. Just still working. This whole episode was about writer's block and shit. So hoping it's going to come out a lot sooner. I'm, I'm hoping maybe a record by the fall, maybe a few more singles until then. Um, uh, the song Meathead from the Daydreams album was actually... 
uh, inspired by just douches at the bar. That's really all it was. Just writing about douches, dudes that are just being assholes and trying to look cool and, you know, start fights and, you know, just all that bullshit you don't want to deal with and, you know, meathead. So that's that's what that's about. Thank you for the question, Alana. I appreciate it. Let's see here. Uh, Ryan Minton. This, this isn't a voicemail, but he's asking Ryan Minton here. Uh, my question is for your sets in Maryland this summer. What ones will be under 21? Um, so uh, I think we try to play all ages as much as possible. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Uh, Secrets in Ocean City is 21 plus. We can't get around that. Um, but uh, I think that festival, June 21st in Ocean City, I think that's all ages. I would think it would would be, but I would check on that. Uh, May 26th, we're doing the Brew at the Zoo um, at the Maryland Zoo. And it is like a beer fest thing, but I think it's an all ages event. I think we're taking our kids as well. Uh, and I think, oh, we're doing Gilligan's Pier in Newburgh on June 7th. This is all from memory. Uh, I think that is all ages as well. It's outside. Um, and check the website, man. I'm not exactly sure if you're, if you're for anyone that's ever wondering about, uh, age restriction or anything like that for our shows, just, um, sometimes the information is there. Sometimes it's not. I would just call the, the, the place just to verify. I would hate for you to drive all the way out and not be able to get in. That would suck. So, and I know that's happened in the past. Um, but yeah, thank you for the, uh, for the question, Ryan. I think that's it on the voicemails. Uh, well, thank you all so much for sending me your questions. I hope that uh, addressed some things. Uh, if there's anything that else I should be talking about, uh, any topics for the podcast in the future, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram, um, Howie Spangler. Uh, send me, get, hit the DM, send me voicemails. Let me know. Just I might get you on the show, talk about some things, whatever. Um, follow me on YouTube at Howie Spangler. And uh, please... If you're not subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Rate and review. Let people know what's up. It really helps to stay up in the charts there. People will find it easier. Um, thank you to my supporters. I appreciate all the supporters. If you'd like to support the podcast, go to TalesFromTheGreenRoom.com and hit support the podcast. A little button there. And you can pick your tier. 99 cents, $4.99, $9.99. You can back out anytime. No hard feelings. You can cancel. Um, but thank you to everybody that's, that's uh, supporting me right now. Uh, I think that's it. Happy Friday, everybody. I'll see you soon. Word up. Tales from the Green Room.